Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. We got PGA 2020, the Century Tour of Champions, 34 players in this field. Yes, Sal Vetri, I am covering PGA. If you're with me from the OG days, you know that I covered PGA um, probably starting around the Masters, a little bit before the Masters last year. It fell off once the NFL started back up for me uh, and even the MLB doing WNBA, but I'm fully committed to do the PGA, the first event that we're having officially here. So I'm very excited about this. It's an interesting event where you have one player in the entire field who was a, a major champion last year in Gary Woodland. The rest are not playing in this field. You do have the defending champ returning here in Jander Shoffley as a, at some spots, an eight to one favorite. Well, not the favorite favorite, but eight to one to win this thing, nine to one uh, to win it in my sheet here. The favorite to win this, you might find that at seven to two in some spots, three to one, John Rahm. So I'm excited to break this down. I do have a lot to say um, about this, this spot here. Uh, in what we're seeing. So to get this thing started, uh, please do hit that subscribe button. I, I have a goal to hit 20,000 subscribers. I do cover NFL. So maybe you're finding me just as a golf watcher only. Maybe you're somebody who plays DFS golf, play golf by yourself, whatever it might be. Well, you know, maybe some friends too, but now you're finding me through these avenues. So I appreciate if you hit the subscribe button, the goal to hit 20,000 subscribers before the Super Bowl. It's really important to me. So I really do appreciate that. I do have Patreon exclusive content where I do some more content, more data sheets, more projections for other sports, um, articles, whatever it might be. I'm an independent content creator. I will have stuff for PGA over there. So check it out. I have a PGA package officially up as well as an all sports package. So you can check that out for PGA. I will be doing a Wednesday before these slates start on Thursdays for the 99% of them, unless they're in the, the Asian swing, but we're not going to have to worry about that on starting on Wednesday night. If on Wednesdays, I'm going to have a closing thoughts. I'll discuss ownership, some spots I'm pivoting from. I'll get final thoughts on what I'm showing you right here. But this is officially sort of a first look. Uh, I've taken a deep dive, but not a lot on the 6K range. You know, we usually break through those later on. So that's what I'll talk about more on Patreon as well. So you can check that out. My full data sheet, it'll be updated. You can see it right here for all the things that I find important. All my key stacks will be highlighted. So you can check that out. So you check that out on patreon.com. Again, hit the subscribe button. Follow me on my social medias and drop down in the comments. Start hanging out. If you're somebody who's new here, I love golf. PGA golf is my favorite DFS sport, believe it or not. I might be a closet golf fan when it comes to that because I cover so much of everything else, but I'm committed to cover golf this year. I'm excited about it. So let's get this thing going, man. So I have here, if you're new to my content in column F, if you can see it over my shoulder here, you have X, Y, and N. X means maybe some interest. Yes means yes. I have interest in this player. I want to play them as of right now on Monday before the Thursday event. And then no means I'm not going to play them, whether it's because of they don't match the course, whether it's because of they haven't been playing well as of late, they're expensive, or maybe it's just an ownership play and we won't have ownership for a couple of days or at least secure ownership, but I'm assuming that they're going to be popular and I'd rather get away from them. So starting at the top, we have two players in the $11,000 range. So you don't see all the players on this sheet. You want to know why? Well, the rest are right here. So we'll go through them when we get there, the cheaper players. Starting at the top, John Rahm and Justin Thomas, JT and Rahm. I-, I like both of these guys. These might be my two favorite players to track all year long. I'm a huge Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley fan. They're also in this field, lucky for me. Uh, but in terms of the, the player of the year nominations, yeah, Rory's not in the field, but John Rahm, JT, those are like the guys that you would expect to be there for player of the year. 
At similar price points, I prefer Justin Thomas. Look, there's nothing against Rom. These guys are both great, but when you're playing lineups, I doubt you're going to get both of them in the same lineup. So if you're somebody watching this playing one to five lineups, I would prefer Justin Thomas. So JT, this is a course, and I should kind of clarify, this is a huge course, a 7,500-yard course, a par 73. You're going to get a ton of par fives. Last year, some of the key stats were being able to drive the damn ball and keep it in the fairway, right, at this this much distance, being able to bomb it, keep it in the fairway. But also par five scoring was important. Um, somewhat scrambling, but not a ton. So birdie or better as most courses, it will be, uh, but mainly par five scoring. Cause there's going to be a lot of them being able to have distance on this and remaining accurate. Cause that's a huge part of having your distance. And yeah, Justin Thomas is right there. He's type top five in driving accuracy. He's the number one player in this field in par five scoring. Uh, it's a key stat from last year and he's number two total in strokes gained. Now, John Rahm's up there in all these things, right? I mean, he's, he's right there as a top five driver, probably in this field. Last year, you actually had Gary Woodland, he was 28th, I believe, in putting, and Xander was 20th. So you just don't need putting on this at all. Xander finished first, Woodland finished second. Xander caught Woodland uh, on the final day, closing it out. So putting is not something that's major here. It's just pretty much hit the damn ball as far as you can and get it to the green and then try your luck from there. So guys like Raman and Justin Thomas should be this expensive. I will prefer JT um, just a little bit more. But again, both of them are fine. On this slate, um, based on last year's scoring averages to, from PGA database, Justin Thomas is number two in scoring average. Next up, some more guys that I'll go through. Xander Shoffley was the winner last year. I said he comes in nine to one here. Um, or actually, he comes in ranked ninth overall. He comes in seven to one um, is what his Vegas rank is. That's what it's next to it. The blue is the ranking in the, the, world, the world rankings for PGA for golfers. Um, and then Vegas ranks so seven to one. I have him as a no. And this is mainly a price thing, but also it's an ownership thing. He won last year. People might take the course history into account. I think it's somewhat fine, but Xander Shoffley last year, he ended up playing really bad tee to green. And tee to green was a key stat from last year. Every um, So I think there ended up being... Xander Shoffley was like 28th and 26th overall in tee to green last year. And then the next five out of six guys were in the top 10. So it seemed to be a key stat as it would make sense since it's such a huge course. Now we know Xander can hit the damn ball, right? In par five scoring, he was third overall. He's 27th in tee to green, which isn't great. We saw that last year. So it's a spot where I think somewhat of his win and he had a big Sunday to close it was sort of fluky. Um, I'm not going to say it was totally fluky, but something that's not repeatable if he performs that way again. Now he has the tools to not perform that way. And it's a one game sample or or I guess it's it's four days of golfing sample if you want to take it that way. But I'm assuming his ownership is higher, so I think I might fade this. Dustin Johnson, I have a yellow by him. Remember, over the offseason, he had surgery. He did compete in the team event. I believe he went 2-2 two and two in that team event. He is 10-1. to one. He is the fourth biggest favorite to win this thing. He's ranked fourth overall in the world. You love to see the distance on this guy, right? I mean, last year overall on this um, in this field, second best fantasy points scoring and a big reason why is the guy just gets birdies fourth and birdie or better second and birdies overall last year he was 28th in fairways gain though so that was the issue you started to see him driving the ball number two in driving distance but being accurate is this just a product of whatever injury was bugging him we don't really have a big sample to see if that injury is going to be an issue once again i do think he's in play for sure it'll be interesting he's sandwiched in between guys that a lot of people like cantley woodland who came in second last year and was leading for most of the day right the guys who i just talked about above he might go low owned and if that's the case he has some risk with this injury but or the surgery that happened and not seeing a lot of him but I think I'd be okay getting there if you look at some of the course history Justin Thomas did win on this in this event in 2017 he did come in third last year so if you're somebody who believes in that and I really don't that much but on some courses I do um, especially if it's this long it's very unique uh, Justin Thomas or Dustin Rose oh, I don't know I'm saying all the names wrong Dustin Johnson tied for fourth last year he came in first in 18 so you're seeing a lot of correlation here John Rom second in 18 
if we go back all the way to, I believe I have up to 15 in this database. If we keep going back, you'll start to see guys, Patrick Reed, first and 15, second and 16, sixth and 17. These are a lot of guys. And we saw Sander win it last year, um, who can hit far, who have driving in them. They're bombers off the tee. So it's an interesting spot that you are seeing a lot of just the key stats that I'm talking about come out in that. Patrick Cantley, I like a lot. He's seventh in the field in driving distance, number two in overall strokes gained on par fives. That's a huge piece of this course. Again, it's a 7,500, I believe 7,518, I believe is the actual length of this insane par 73. I mean, you have to when you have that much more distance. And then he's number one in total strokes gained in this entire field. Cantley's been playing great. He sinked sixth ranked in the world. And for a $9,800 price tag, he is 11 to one Vegas odd to win this. He's very close to the odds of guys like Xander and Dustin Johnson, but he's 300 to $800 cheaper. I think Cantley's under priced on this slate and I do like him. I don't really have much interest in Ricky Fowler. The length off of the tee, slightly a concern. 18th in this field. His game has not been there all that much as of late. He's a 16 to 1 favorite to win this. I think he's appropriately priced, so I'm just not getting there. Gary Woodland is similar to Xander Shoffley for me. Um, Woodland's underpriced, I will admit that, but I think the ownership will be there, one, because of the second place finish last year in 2019. And I believe that was Woodland's only year playing this. Yes, that was Woodland's only year playing this. So he finished second last year. Um, And then also, I mean, just playing great. He's the only major champion from 2019 in this field. Um, And it's a spot where if the ownership is there a lot on Woodland, one thing about DFS golf, if you're new to it or not, is so variant. You're betting on the the men- mentality really of people, right? The mental state of people, how much that they can go, just weird things that might happen wind, whatever it might be, right? You're betting on these things at the end of the day to win you first, second, third place. You need randomness and a ton of luck, especially when it comes to golf. So if people are going to over-own players, especially in a 34-person field, so there will be heavy ownership on some of them, I think it's very easy to fade them. If a guy becomes 30% owned, well, there's a really good chance that it's just not his day, right? Golfers go out there and they win one time a year on tour. So it's okay to fade somebody who's that high. I think Gary Woodland might be that guy this week. And I think he's great at the price point. I'm just going to avoid it um, because of that fact, because I think he's going to be highly owned. Patrick Reed, I do like it. Uh, uh, he's just had a ton of um, a ton of success here. Uh, well, there was a T1 in this tournament in 15, 16, he was a two, T6 and 17 last week, uh, tied for a T25, did not p- compete in 18. It's a good spot. I mean, the guy has distance. He has everything that you're kind of looking for here. The Vegas odds are okay. It's that next tier down. So it makes sense that he's priced in the 8K range. I think in this 8K range, he does stand out as a guy that I do like at the top end of it, at least probably the only guy in this top end uh, that I like in the 8K range. I'll jump down to Cameron Champ. Look, I mean, top 10 in strokes gains off the tee. He's number one in driving distance. You know what you're getting out of him. The guy's going to bomb it. Will it find the fairway? I don't know. You don't know, but hopefully it does. It's been okay a little bit better as of late. Uh, Once he's on the green, will something good happen? I don't know. I can't tell you that, but it's shown on this course that as long as you get there and one extra hit than your opponents and you have an extra putt to get in there, maybe you hit some luck. Maybe you get a a random eagle on one of these par fives or just get some birdies for us. Cameron Champ at 8,200. I do think he's overpriced based on his Vegas odds. Um, or actually, I do think he's slightly underpriced based on his Vegas odds. He's 35 to 1 to win this. Kucher is 40 to 1 and a little bit more expensive. So that shows you that Vegas has more faith in him than the DraftKings pricing. I trust Vegas more than the DraftKings algorithm. So I do think that you're probably $300 underpriced on a guy like Champ. Maybe you're, you're $400 underpriced. Uh, so I think he's decent, uh, but I think it's a decent drop off from the, the Paul Casey's of the world, the Patrick Reed's. Also, I do like Casey. I kind of glossed over him. Third in stroke gaining off the tee. Second in strokes gains tee degree. He's 21st in distance, which is the major concern, but he's fourth in bogey avoidance. So he gets you there and he gets it done. Casey at uh, 8,800. I think I prefer Reed, but then Casey, when I was discussing the guys in the 8K range, I I was referring to Casey instead of Reed looking at the pricing. Lastly, on this first page, uh, I think I like Neiman. 
it hates me. It kind of is scary to say that, but $8,000 flat seems a little bit pricey on him, but number five in total strokes gained, he's 10th in driving distance, 11th in good drive. So he's, he's just hitting the fairway. And then on that next hit, he's actually getting to somewhere that he's playing in position. He's seventh in par five scoring. There's no course history, which I kind of like. I think that at $8,000, Neiman is a guy I have a yes by because I think he won't go owned at all. I think you might see low single digit ownership on him. And if that's the case, because of the no course history, because of the AK price tag, I'm fine taking the 57th ranked golfer in the world. And I don't need him to win the damn thing. At 8,000, just finish somewhere at a T20 and I'll take it, honestly. Let's go over to our 6K to 8K range. And I'll be honest with you, do I dig as deep into the 6K to 8K range on Monday when the salary's first release as I do for um, the other uh, pricing ranges? No, I don't. But I mean, that makes sense, right? We're looking into the guys here that a lot of it is just pure variance. It's okay. Who's the, the lower owned guy that I get. And he just, he just finishes T15, right? Or maybe you get lucky and he's finishing top 10, top five. Um, but I have some pieces that stand out. Again, the rest of this I will discuss on Patreon in my closing thoughts Wednesday podcast. Again, I will, by the time this video is up, have a Patreon tier set up for golf. You can check that out. Or if you want to get more value, the NFL, the NBA is still going on. There's an all sports package. And again, hit that subscribe button as we finish this up. Matthew Wolf, I can't get there at the price point. Love the kid, but I can't get there at the price point. Ninth in driving distance, but he's 32nd. Um, I put 32nd worst. I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, he's, he's 32nd out of 34 players in fairways hit. He's last in sand save percentage, which I mean, somewhat of a factor here for sure. And then uh, it's a steep price tag for all this. So a little bit of uncertainty, ranked 115th in the world. I think there's a lot of potential this year, but I do think he's overpriced. Corey Connors is a scary product here. He is 50 to one Vegas odds. So, I mean, if you look at him, he's probably two to $300 underpriced, nothing major, but I do think this does factor in if you're getting guys underpriced here and there across the entire season of your DraftKings and, and finding value where you can, that is good. He's 25th in par five scoring, not good for this type of a course. 21st in total strokes game. Eh, very meh, right? Middle of the field, middle of the packish. but he's fifth in tee to green. He's f- first in ball striking and strokes gained off the tee. He's 50 to one to win it. I think he's a long shot. He's bad around the green. He's bad at putting, but what do you need here? You need to get to the green. It's a concern, right? You're getting, you're banking on a guy who can get you there, but he can't finish anywhere near that. So what happens when he can't get you there in terms of he, he starts to have to scramble? It's a concern at 7,800. It's a risk. It's very much like Neiman. I think out of these guys in, in Corey Connors and Neiman, I'll probably get to like one of them. If anything, Kevin Kisner, I want to play the guy. I think his, I think his price is fair. I think his rank at 35th in the world has dropped as it should, but it's tough to trust him. It's really tough to trust the guy who's 30th in driving distance. Um, he's outside the top 20 in birdies gained. It's not great. He's sixth in fairways gained, so he's been very accurate. He's driving accuracy is fine, but that usually makes sense when you're not bombing it off the tee. You're not trying to put everything into it. It's easier to work on your mechanics. So I'm not as much there. Kevin Knott, 28th in birdies, 28th in driving, 29th in power five scoring. He's, he's almost bottom five in all these categories that I think are key stats. The only reason I'd be interested in him is the price. Um, 7,500 for a guy who is 70 to one to win this. So probably not gonna win it, but 26 in the world rankings, a guy who can get you birdies once he gets there. Everything else is, or not birdies once he gets there, can can actually get you onto the green, um, around the green play. 28th and birdie is not going to get you birdies, but 7,500 is the only reason I consider it if he's low owned, but man, he does not match this course at all. Uh, he did win twice last year though on tour. Going down a little bit more, some other guys that stand out. I do think that that Griffin stands out at 6,500, but more so Graham McDowell. Man, Graham McDowell has dropped so much. He's ranked 116 in the world, 125 to one to win this thing. He's 6,700. Uh, he's played here once. He tied for a T29, or at least in this tournament in 2016. It's not something that I feel absolutely confident about. He's 6,700. I do think somebody else that I would rather get to at 7K flat, um, 110 uh, to 1 odds to win this thing, 96 ranked in the world, Keith Mitchell. 
I like it. He's a bomber. Top five in driving, but bottom five in driving accuracy. So I currently have him as a no. I might just say screw it and get to some of him. The end of the day is he's going to hit the thing as hard as he can, and it probably goes just into the woods, into the rough, and it's not good for you. But if he can just find a stride here and stay into the green, he's one of these guys who might or should be priced next to the Corey Connors, 7,800, 8,000. If he can just find the fairways, um, he's priced down because he hasn't been able to do that, but it's a new season. Who knows what has changed in a couple of weeks, maybe a couple months. So 7K now for Keith Mitchell. I think it's at least worth the risk if there's no ownership, which I don't think there will be. Shout out Max Hama over on Twitter. The man's a uh, Twitter genius out there. A really fun follow if you follow Max Hama. I'll, I'll call out one more guy. The, the lowest price player in the slate at 6,000. 750 to one odds to win this thing. Not going to win anything. I will not be playing Martin Trainer, uh, but he's actually fourth in the field in driving distance. Interesting, right? But dead last in fairways hit. So this man is bombing it with no regard out there. Phil Mickelson on Twitter last year from when it was what the masters just talking about dropping bombs and he started dropping bombs and he was all over the place. He wasn't anywhere in the fairways. So um, yes, trainer, if you're looking at your, your databases and you see, man, this guy has distance, uh, maybe a smaller sample on him, but he has distance. That distance is going nowhere near the fairways, nowhere near in play. So I won't be getting there. I think it's interesting to look more into this the second page that I have here for myself between 6 and 7K in the price range. I think it's an interesting approach to try and go balance because of how good the mid-range is on this slate, in my opinion, because there's just a ton of great players coming out for their first event. You usually don't see that. But with some of these major championships, the date switched. Just trying to get some extra practice rounds in. I guess you can call them early on on tour. Pick up some FedEx uh, Cup points earlier. Another stat was the last three winners of this have actually finished top five in the FedEx Cup. Last year, I think Xander finished second and he won this tournament um, in 2019. So it's interesting to look out for those things. Gary Woodland was actually up there as well as finishing second in this one. It's probably just a weird coincidence, but it does make sense if you get your, your tournament off right or your season off right. Motivation picks up. Maybe you're, if you're winning early on, maybe your swing stays that way like Xander's did for most of the year. So I think this is an interesting tournament. Uh, hopefully you like the first video of the year. I'm going to tweak the process on these videos, see what works best for me, works best for the viewer, but thank you for bearing with it. Let me know what you think of this one right now. Again, you can look through my yes, my no's, my navies. I have no yeses on this page, so I guess to give some players or some people watching this some ins- insight to where I'm in my head right now, between six and seven or six and six thousand and seventy nine hundred, I've got about six guys on here as maybes. And I think that's how you should. You shouldn't really feel too confident in anybody below the, I don't know, seventy five hundred dollar range on this slate, especially once you start getting to the six K range. I think guys that I feel somewhat confident in, um, probably I didn't talk too much about him, but based on the Vegas odds, sixty six to one, I feel a little bit confident in in Dilly, Dylan uh Fratelli, not necessarily a little confident is is probably a stretch. Chez Reeve uh, would be, probably be a guy that I would avoid. He's eighth in birdies, but he's dead last in par five scoring, 32nd in driving distance, but first in fairways gained. This guy is like barely hitting it 280 off the tee, but he's one of the best players. And in this field, he is the best player in, in driving accuracy. So he's getting you into the fairway. But if all you're going to be doing at best is parring these holes, it's not really going to get me anywhere. So he is really good in birdies, but on a course that's longer, how much does that matter if you can't get there? So uh, Ches Rivier would be a guy that I get away from here. I think the guys, if I had to give you a yes in this range, I would take some chances on Corey, uh, Corey Connors, similar to how I did or will with Neiman. And then if you want to go all the way down and really take some risks, JB Holmes at 6,200 stands out just because of his ability off the tee. Everything else is gross. He is 89th ranked in the world. So I do think based on his ranking, he is underpriced by a lot. He performed here in this tournament in 15 and 16, uh, 33rd place in a 24th. 
going up a little bit more, Graham McDowell's in that range, um, and then getting up more, we talked about the Corey Connors and Kevin Nas. So I'll go back to the first page here. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you hit the subscribe button, I'm very excited for the first um, for the first event of the 2020 season. Technically, right, right when the season starts, we're doing this on the 30th as I shoot this video. If you want more of my content, you can check it out uh, linked on this channel for NFL NBA content. As well as on Patreon, I have more exclusive content. I'm an independent content creator, so you could also support me over there if you just want to send any donations or anything like that. But there's a ton of content that I do encourage you to check out. I will have a Wednesday Patreon podcast up for this right here. I will be discussing ownership, where I'm going to be fading, where I'm going to be following some of the ownership, where my final thoughts are, especially on that second page of six to eight K guys. 34 person field. Xander's the defending champ. Rom is the favorite. Where are you going to go? Let me know in the comments. Let me know if you're still listening. Justin Thomas or John Rahm in this event and also for the entire season. I'll go JT. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Hit the subscribe button before you head out the door and peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.